Welcome aboard Avalanche Nation to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. Kyle Sullivan and Chris Maselli here with you for another episode. And on today's show, we will look at three, three and a half players each uh, that Kyle and I feel kind of need to step up a little bit in round two. We did this at the beginning of the playoffs against the Predators. We'll do it for round two. Uh, We will look at, I kind of put, well, not kind of, I did put a tweet up about the Avalanche, this season, this series, I should say, round two, maybe not getting as much notoriety in the media as the other three series will explain that. And I know we're an Avalanche podcast, but when the Vegas Golden Knights do something that just makes you go, wow, uh, you kind of have to talk about it. This franchise lives rent-free in my head, and I'm completely okay with that. Let's get to everything. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche Nation, welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Follow the show on social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And follow the show on our YouTube channel over on the YouTube Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. All right, Mr. Sullivan, we have Avalanche hockey. Uh, it's been oh. a, a week plus a day, and uh, it, we, we were really hoping that we didn't have to wait an extra day. And it's been we one week. It, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, now that's in my head for the rest of this episode. Uh, thank you for that. Um, really hoping that you know it, we got to play on Tuesday and didn't have to wait that extra day and play on Wednesday. And on yesterday's recording, we, we didn't have the official word because the Calgary-Dallas game was still going on, which, by the way, fantastic fantastic games mm. all around uh, in the first round, especially those last two going overtime. Uh, but obviously when we woke up, we had the news and, and Avalanche are playing Tuesday. Um, we will get to kind of like looking at that in terms of the eyes of the media. And I like I said in the opening, like I put something up on social media about we're kind of used to the Avalanche not getting a lot of publicity in, in the media. And I just feel like things have not aligned for them in terms of the other series to really kind of give them any any credit. And I shouldn't say any credit. They're getting credit. But because the other three series, they all have something that is a draw where the Avalanche is, they're just going up against the St. Louis Blues, and all they have is from last year when it was a sweep. Mm-hmm. I just feel like out of the four series, it's going to get covered the least. So yeah. we'll get to that. But what we want to get to first is the the three players that Kyle and I, we each have three guys. Well, we each have two, and then we agree on the last one. So um, the three guys that need to really are, are maybe like the, the tone setters or need to step up not that they haven't but really need to like you know really assert themselves in this series against st louis that can really push the avalanche uh over the top and really give them kind of like that that you know sustaining the edge that they need throughout the course of this series so um why not well what we're going to do is like because we came up with three and we each had an extra guy 
So we have an honorable mention. So why don't you throw out your honorable mention? I think yours is very interesting, and I want to hear your reasoning behind it. Go ahead. My honorable mention for the top three that need to step up in the Locked On Avalanche Trinity, um, <laughs> it's going to be Pavel Frantzos. And now, now, is this like if he gets called on? or Because he might not play at all, man. Then Likely that's great. Okay. Then that's great. When we saw Frankie in the round one series against Nashville, everybody, of course, is like, oh, it's terrible about DK, but here comes Frankie. And it took him a while to get going, and everybody's kind of like, oh, okay, this is what we're going to get. We can't have one of those kind of games. We can't bail ourselves out against St. Louis. It's a completely different talent pool, completely different type of offense. We can't have a flat game if Frankie is called on. Either it's resting DK or in an emergency effort where DK gets shelled. Like, you have to come out there. This is playoff hockey. You can't have that kind of one-shot, one-goal kind of performance. So I think that's a good honorable mention. He's not in your top three because he likely won't play. But if he does... He's got to step it up. If, if, yep. he, if he plays, it's for a reason. It's because mm-hmm. Darcy Kemper is is not well or he got injured or something has happened. And Pablo Francosa is going to step in and he's got to – I get it. That, that yep. makes sense. For me, it's not – it's just, just my my fourth guy. He didn't make my my top three. Um, and that's uh, Arturi Lekkinen. And I've really liked how he's played. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, you know, excellent on the forecheck. Uh, if you're – we don't know what the, the lines are going to be. Mm-hmm. As of we're recording this, we don't. Who knows when we'll, we'll hear about them. If everything stays the same, for the most part, and he's still on that second line, that second line needs to produce points. Yeah. You know, like if, if it, Gabe Landeskog was great on the second line, Arturi Lekkanen needs to be close to that level. I'm not going to say he needs to replicate what Gabe Landeskog is doing because he plays a different style than, than – Gabe Landeskog, but he need. I mean, what, let me bring up his uh, <clears throat> first round stats. Where did he go? Oh, two two goals. That was it. I just want to see a little bit more in the scoring department. Play exactly how you've been playing all else, all, all everywhere else around the ice. But when it t- comes to needing to step up a little bit, give us a few more goals. Give us a few more assists, primary assists maybe. Um, and he has the capability to do that. So oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to him to, to to step up. So he'd be my honorable mention. Um, your number three. Let's get into our top three. So who's uh, your, your third guy that that needs to kind of step up in this series? Everyone look to your left, to your right. Maybe it's the jersey you're wearing. Everyone's favorite member of the Colorado Avalanche right now, Nico Sturm. Is he everybody's favorite? Why is, why is he everybody's favorite? Huh? You never know. I, I'm talking <laughs> to that to that one person. Um hey. There's McDermott fans out there. Yeah, they're true. There's a fan base for him. Uh, But no, it's when he came over, everybody kept talking about how great his faceoff numbers looked. Mm -hmm. And that was it was great in the regular season. Um, While we were doing the uh, Twitter spaces, I'm watching face and I'll announce at the end of every period what everyone's individual faceoff percentage is. Mm -hmm. Sturms was in the basement. Against which, St. Which Louis, is really, which is really the first time that it's been like that. Like he's yes. been rock solid in the faceoff department. 
And it's yeah. one of those when you're scoring a touchdown on Nashville every night, you really don't think too much about it. You're not going to yeah. really nitpick and say, okay, well, let's get better. No. Against St. Louis, we talked about in the last episode, like depth on depth, the forwards, it's going to be punch for punch. Mm-hmm. And faceoffs are crucial. Um, we need to keep possession of the puck. Guess what? They can't score if they don't have it. So <laughs> you honestly really need to improve the faceoff percentages, not just like Sturm, but like league, like the team wide, especially on the power play. But Sturm, that's what we brought you in for. We need more of it. Yeah, you do. Faceoffs are huge, mm-hmm. uh, and especially in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. when th- those late. It might not be out there. I mean, he's probably going to be centering the fourth line. Like, it might not be out there when it's 30 seconds left and, you know, taking a face off. But um, in the third period, if the games are close and you have an offensive draw, he's out there. Yeah, you, you need to win those. So I like that one. I like that. Uh, for me, we talked about him a little bit yesterday, and it's Sammy G. Um, the difference in tone between the Predators and the Blues will be noticeable. And, you know, I don't spend too much time on him because we did talk about him yesterday, but I just feel like this is a better fit for Sammy Gerrard against St. Louis than it was against the Predators. So uh, if he has a little bit more space, he's, he's a good puck handler. He, he mm-hmm. is. Uh, but when you pressure him is kind of when he gets a little iffy with the puck. And I don't, I just don't see, I, I kind of see him being able to, to kind of, you know, go through all three zones and have good exits and have good entries. If he's allowed to do that, Sammy Drew can be a, a, a big piece to this series for the Avs. And he's on that second unit power play. And, you know, the, the, the play he runs with Devon Taves is, you know, they, they, that's their play. We know yeah. what the first power play unit is and, and the play that they love to run. The second power play unit has their play too, and it's between Sammy Gerrard and Devon Taves. So I think he's going to play a big role in this series, and I think he's going to, you know, a lot of people are on him. For some reason, it's a Sammy Gerrard. Let's get him, you know, rush him out of town for whatever reason. Um, I think he's got a chance to, to kind of maybe turn some of that thinking around in this series. So, Yeah, I completely agree. Completely um, agree. Number two for you, sir. Timothy Timothy. Comfort. Okay. There's something about a JT Comfort goal that makes you feel like this team's got it. <laughs> like, like when he can score, things are are the, the the machine is well oiled. Basically, yeah. He's like, of course, like say what you will about Jost. Like he was like one of those heart and soul kind of guys on the team. That's now JT's role. And if JT scores, if JT's doing a positive play. Like the team rallies around that. It's something that they they welcome with open arms. And if JT could bust out one of his like two goal games in the playoffs, oh, like you expect the top two lines to really do some damage. If you're getting it out of JT Confer, mm-hmm. that really is something you could buy in and believe in and might steal you a game or two. So yeah. I would like to see some scoring from JT Confer. And you're gonna need Depth. You know, mm-hmm. we were talking yesterday how St. Louis's depth is solid. So the Avs depth player, you know, the two guys that you picked, Nico Stern for reasons, and same thing with with JT Comfer. Those are your bottom six guys, 
And those guys really do need to step up in this game. There can't be any duds in the game. And if you don't score, okay, but prevent them from scoring. Yeah. That's kind of what you have to do. Um, and I've always liked JT Confer in, in the playoffs. I feel like he does step it up a little bit. He only had two assists in that first series against Nashville. And what you said earlier is so true. Like when you're blowing that team out, you kind of forgive some things that you would have liked to have seen. And depth scoring, you know, from guys like JT Comfort is definitely one of them. If that happens again, if all he produces is two assists, and they did play four games, so half a point a game, you know, not the end of the world for a bunch. That's seven goals in two games. You could get assists on many of those. Right, right. So uh, I'm in agreement with you there. Um, for me, my, my second is, is Miko Rantanen. And Miko with with five very quiet assists in round one, no goals, and that needs to change. Mm-hmm. He has to score. He is on your top line for a reason. We know he can score in in boatloads. Uh, he just he just seemed to be floating around on the ice in round one, and he does that from time to time. I'm not saying yeah. he takes games off or anything like that. But um, you need you. We were saying yesterday again. St. Louis can can skate with you in terms of scoring, so your scores need to score in this series. You, yep. Nathan McKinnon, I have every reason to believe he is not going to slow down. I think you're going to get goals from Gabe Landeskog. He gets those greasy sandpaper goals right in front. He'll do that. Um, you know, Kale McCarr, he'll do what he does. You need Miko Rantanen matching what those guys do. You have to. And I feel like he can do it, and he knows what the stakes are. I'm not concerned about it. This is just, again, this is not a segment to be like, these are guys that didn't step up in the first round that need to. Uh, But he is a guy that I don't think did enough in the first round. And, again, everything was fine. You swept him. Okay, that's fine. This is going to be a different series. He's definitely one that that needs to start putting pucks in nets. Yep. So, um, and then our number one, we both agree on this, and this is your boy, Mister Number Ninety One, Nazem Kadri. Um, again, what I was talking about with Arturi Lekkinen, kind of the same for Nazem Kadri. You just need that that second line. You need those top six to do what they do, and the bottom six to do what they do, and and you know. The, the dam can't break with the bottom six and the top six needs to, to set the tone and Nazem Kadri is the guy to do that. What did he have in, in round one? Um, four, let's see, one goal, two assist, three points for him. So, okay. Again, I, I just, when you're going up against St. Louis, I just feel like those guys just got to give you a little bit more. And, Honestly, with this narrative that Nas has going into this series, the Players' Tribune article really just kind of brings it all full circle. Like, Nas built this whole year of playing smarter, cleaner hockey because of the Blues game. You had the Blues again in the second round. Two obstacles that derailed you last year. Mm -hmm. You can knock them out right here. By sticking to what you're doing, continue. you started out, you were one of the top scorers on the team in the first third of the season. Yeah. 
get back to that. Get over both of these. Get over the Blues. Finish a series against the Blues and finish the second round. This is what your this whole season meant to you, Nas. This one right here. Yeah, you're going up against the team that uh, because of your hit, uh, you you missed the rest of the season. And I don't think there's going to be anything going on between that. They settled no. that during the regular season. Um, I think we've all moved on from that. At least I hope we have. And this is the playoffs. You're not going to do kind of stupid stuff like that in the playoffs. You took care of it in the regular season. Let's all move on from it. So um, <clears throat> let us know in the comments. I'm sure there's other people out there. You know, uh, I'm sure people are going to be throwing out Darcy Kemper as he's a guy that's got to step up. Clearly, that's that. You know, that's the goalie situation. So. That, that is something uh, a player that does need to step up clearly. Yeah. Uh, but if there's anybody else that you guys are thinking of, throw comment away, YouTubers, because uh, you guys love doing it. So, all right, let's hear from Built Bar, and then we will get into the coverage that this Avalanche team will probably lack in round two. Par for the course, I guess. Mm. All right, Built Bar, you know it. You love it, and Kyle cannot get enough of the birthday cake puffs. Have you finished them all? We only got them a couple days ago. Are you eating them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? I've, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I've done three in one day. <laughs> hey, when you find something you like. Uh, it, it's it's the best thing I've ever had in my life. He's not lying. He's not lying. So, And I got to like, I'm not a, a marshmallow fan, so I, I gave them to my wife. She's backing up what Kyle says. These Built Bar Puffs uh, apparently are the the real deal. And they are limited time flavor. So go put your order in right now. I don't know how long they're going to be around for. They didn't tell us that. They just told us that it's a limited time flavor. Sometimes those come back down the road. Sometimes they don't. So you don't want to miss this. Kyle will be very upset with you if you do. Uh, they have 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, and only 9 grams of sugar. Uh, and all the built puffs, including these birthday puffs, are covered in 100% real chocolate. Now, the, the birthday puffs are white chocolate, are they not? Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. So if you're a white chocolate person, get on these. Go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. And you'll get 15% off of your order. Once again, use that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right. Earlier in the day, I put up a tweet saying, uh, you know, the Avs will will get fourth billing, more or less, between uh, their series against the Blues and all of the other three. And, and the reason I, I said that was, look at the other three series. You have the Battle of Alberta. That will get that will get dissected every which way but loose by yep. every single network over and over and over and over again. There's there's nothing, and I get it. I, it you know that is that's a draw for the NHL. Yeah. It's a good thing that those two teams are facing off against each other. But that will be you know Yankees, Red Sox, Michigan, Ohio State, uh, Alabama, Auburn, like fill in the blank, like. <clears throat> that will get all of the press coverage. Get it. You have the Tampa Bay Lightning, two-time defending champions, just took out the Toronto Maple Leafs in a great seven-game series against the President's Trophy leaders or winners in the Florida Panthers. Those the two battle things, for Florida. And, and that too. So you have those two things, that, that dynamic between those two teams. 
And then you have the original six team in the New York Rangers. Another epic seven-game series against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, going up against everybody's favorite because they're just free, loose, and fancy feet. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes. And everybody loves their coach and Rod Brindamore. And they do these funny dances at the end of their wins. And they steal all the small things. Yeah, well. And that that's annoying, too. It really mm. is, but whatever. Um, so you have that dynamic. And then you have the Avalanche and the Blues. And the only real draw for that is what the Avalanche did to the Blues last year. Because we're not still pumping the Blues up from their Stanley Cup championship from three years ago now. So that's old news, you know, in, in media world. There's not, there's not a lot there. There's not a lot of meat on the bone for to to push other than individual players like Kale McCarr, and you know, and and Miko Rantanen and Gabe Landeskog and Nathan McKinnon. Like you have the individuals that you can pump out there, and you'll get your your dose of Kale McCarr. Trust me. But when it comes to a series, I just feel like this is going to be the last one. And some people are out there like I don't care. And yeah. in the grand scheme of it, I get that. But when you're rooting for a team that you know is like so good and they're supposed to be one of the favorites to win this entire thing, they're going to get fourth billing. And that that's just it's a nuisance to me, I guess. Yeah, it's because honestly it's a blessing and a curse because of the way the Avs have handled this season. Like they've taken the fun out of it. Like you know the Avalanche are going to do Avalanche things. At least in the West, they've taken the fun yeah. out of it. Yeah. And like I've I've heard that narrative a couple times when it comes to the Avalanche. They'll say, Well, yeah, that's my cup favorite, and they're going to take care of business. Now let's talk about this other series. Like yeah. if you want to research like the history of these two teams, like game eighty two, like mm-hmm. the bubble, like there's there's history, like you have former players on the blues. Like it's there, but it's hard when you get the better battle of Alberta, battle for Florida, and then you get like Canes and Rangers. I mean, that's that's yeah. a great matchup. So we're going to be kind of pushed back down again. And we honestly we've been forgotten about. We swept <laughs> the Predators like two years ago now. <laughs> All these yeah. great series and like game sevens and great moments and Avalanche have just been chilling out we've well, been was, out of the public mind for a little bit i was watching uh the the point on espn mm-hmm. you know, hosted by Bouchergross. um and they they started the show because now the whole first round is done so mm-hmm. they they opened the show with this great video montage and not not a not a single um avalanche highlight in that video montage about a two minute montage and it was like like you, like you just said, like okay, it's almost like they've gotten been forgotten about. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. I, and again, I know that there's people listening to this be like, I don't, maybe it's a good thing. They're just you know on the back burner, play their games, skating underneath, and then you know people will will remember them when the the real time comes. It's just something that I pay attention to, and just something that irks me. And I, and I get it, you know, being an Avalanche fan, they're not a, a, a huge market. In, in the hockey world. So I get that an original six team like the Rangers is going to get a lot of publicity, especially in the playoffs. Battle of Alberta is always going to mm-hmm. get publicity. And when now that's a seven or best of seven game series, 
I don't know. I get it, but it's just it's in in the eyes of when when you go and you want to consume Avalanche info after they play a game and stuff like that, you'll get a little bit of it. But like you said, it's like okay, now what Connor McDavid do? Yeah, and sometimes it just gets annoying when you're always like on the back burner. And if we don't have the public's attention now after hanging two seven spots on Nashville, sweep the only team to sweep in the playoffs, and nobody wants to pay attention, that's fine. Well, we'll, we'll make yeah. them pay attention. That's fine. That's fine. And, but you know, the, the casual fan that tunes into the NHL because it's the playoffs, uh, their their last memory is the weekend where you had mm-hmm. all these game sevens. And all these overtime, you know, winning game sevens, and then they hear about the Avalanche. What did they do? Well, they they swept their series. <laughs> like, well, that's not fun. <laughs> I don't want to watch that. I want to watch a game seven overtime. I get that part of it too. I don't sure. want to watch a game seven overtime with my team involved in it. Oh no! That I mean, we've been there before, and that that is uh, a stress test if I've ever seen one. So, yep. I don't know. Like uh, it's fine right now because we're in in uh, round two. If we can get through round two, and then you get to the conference finals, then you start getting the you know the street cred a little bit more. So, but for round two, you're just gonna have to sit back and maybe consume your Avalanche information from things like Locked On Avalanche. Hey. All right, we have to mention before we uh, <coughs> wrap this bad boy up. The, the Vegas Golden Knights are hockey's best soap opera, if you ask mm. me. Um, and I, I went looking for it, and, and I couldn't find it because when they fired Pete DeBoer, all I could find was that. <laughs> Every news outlet was reporting on that. And I could have sworn I read something where they said that he likely wasn't going to get fired. And that, and that came from mm. the front office of Vegas. I could be completely wrong on that. But I'm willing to guess I'm not because this franchise goes about things in a very different way. And I'm not saying I liked Pete DeBoer. I don't. Did he deserve to get fired? I don't think so. And for a franchise that's been in existence for five years now. It's been a long five years. (laughs) Hasn't it been? They're looking for another head coach. Who would want that job? For the simple fact that Kelly McCrimmon at his press conference said, we need a different voice in the locker room. After two years, you need a new voice in the locker room. Who wants that job? If that's what you're telling people, that you have two years to basically win us a championship, and if not, you could be looking at the door. Nobody wants. I say nobody wants that job knowing full well that people do want that job. But you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying when I say that. It, it, it's... Uh, I can't figure this franchise out. They just go about things a different way. Yeah, so different that literally they're the only team that I have blocked on social media. Do you really? <laughs> so like you see, I'm I, the opposite. Like I have to, I have to see the the lunacy that they like will put out in tweets. Well, and stuff like it, that. after the descend is one last year, I immediately yeah. blocked them. Never looked back. Yeah, no, um, that yeah. crossed the line. And honestly, yeah, like I. Not the biggest DeBoer guy, but he did not deserve that. Honestly, I'm relieved for the guy. If he's out, he could go coach somewhere that's like an actual hockey team, that's run <laughs> like an actual hockey team. Yeah. Um, I mean, they could probably get Wayne Newton. 
to, to run it. <laughs> yeah, do they, they get him back there to coach. Like get free tickets to the Wayne Newton show. All he's got to do is like take the elevator down and probably walk that's across it. the street. Probably. So I think that's what they want. I think they just want a figurehead to to be behind the bench. And I, I don't. I don't. Why? Why does Pete DeBoer take the fall for this? When what you gave him, they're looking at it as like we gave you, we gave you a roster that's a hundred twenty million dollar salary cap. Yeah. Basically, it's how they're looking at it, and you didn't you didn't win it for us. And it's like it, it's bigger than that. Um, we gave you a fantasy hockey team, Pete. Well, you gave him a fantasy hockey team of injured players. You did, you know what I mean? And he was right on the cusp of of making the playoffs. I'm grateful that they didn't because I'm just I like seeing I I like seeing Vegas go through a little bit. They haven't been there yet, where they're at the bottom of the standings, like every other franchise in the history of the NHL has been, and suffered through that. You're the the biggest suffering that the the Vegas Golden Knights have done are losing in the Stanley Cup Finals, which a lot of franchises would would like to just make it there, and just missing out on the playoffs. It went down to like the last two games of the season. That's your suffering. You need to suffer more than that for me to really start feeling bad for anything that happens to the Vegas Golden Knights. And I'm here for it. I don't know where they go from here. Everybody's throwing out Trots, and but I'm hearing from other people like, no, like Trots is not going there. I think Trots is going to Winnipeg, if you ask me. I really um, hope they get an old like Rick Bonus is on his way out of Dallas. Like, yeah, I'm hearing that too. Yeah, but he might not. That, he might want some time off. But I don't know. He's been doing it forever. I know. That's why he might want some time off. Yeah. Uh, ah, yeah. For you, while well, you, your uh, internet hung up a little bit. I would say they could uh, reach into those Ocean's Eleven bank uh, vaults that they got out, out there in Vegas. Yeah. Go get Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> oh my! I mean, he's coached before. He's coached. I, so those I, I incredible imagine, coyote teams. I can't imagine he would go there ever. He's um, in that commercial. <laughs> which one's that? Where he's walking through like the Vegas like like water and like there's they play it a hundred times it. on TNT. It's terrible. It. Um yeah, like I said, I just I just felt the need to to talk about I just love talking about them. Yeah. If, if I could, I would host Locked On Vegas Golden Knights only to rip on them for every single <laughs> for, for five days a week for you know a half hour a day. I, I would love to do it. You would be the try of the comic dog I, of Locked On yeah. Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> uh, I'd have uh, I'd have no listener base. They'd all hate me, but <laughs> I would get a kick out of it. But uh, but de- but go follow Tony because he does a really good job over there. At he's at really Locked cool. On. He's a great guy. So he's fun to talk to. He and he doesn't just bow down to what Vegas does. Like he will call them out uh, every turn. So he's it's a fun show to listen to. Uh, but for us, I think it's just the excitement of round two. The excitement, the nervousness, the trepidation. Line up the feelings that I think Avalanche fans have right now. They're excited because Avalanche hockey is is tonight. But it's that dreaded round two, and can the I'm not as hung up on as on round two as some other people are, but I do understand why some people are, and I'm sure the Blues are nervous as well. I, I you think so? I think the Blues are loose. I think the Blues feel good. They just they just took out the Wild, and the Wild were are, are a good team. Um, I think the Blues are are they they. Played six games and they've had four or five days of rest. 
So they went through a pretty good, a pretty tough series and are rested on the back end of it. It's not like, you know, these these game sevens that went into the weekend and they're turning around a couple of days and have to play. I think I don't think the blues are are feeling any nervousness whatsoever. Well, you would you see from like the couple blues fans we had drop into the YouTube comments, mm-hmm. like not the most confident in this series. So we'll see how it goes. I think that's just because you know the the Avs are a good team. You know what I mean? Like I, I, that whole second round exit thing, people want to hang their hat on that, and it's like, well, you haven't. Won. It genuinely doesn't matter. Nope. I I know people think maybe there's like a little bit of a curse. Or the Avs can't do it. And then you have Toronto go do what they did again. And people are like, see, it happens to Toronto. It's like, it's just, Toronto's up against a very good team in Tampa. Yeah. They're they're the two-time defending champions for a reason. They're tough to shut out. Uh, The Avs, yeah, they've had some bad luck in in the second round. That That will not play a role at all in this year. It, nope. If anything, it will motivate them, if anything. Oh, yeah. But they're not going to be gripping the sticks tighter if it goes to, like, six or seven games. This team knows what they have. They know what they have, and they know that they just have to play their game, and they can beat anybody. And they are as confident as they've ever been. St. Louis is confident, too. But, you know, they're, they, they know that they're facing a good team in the Avalanche. That's not going to make them just cower. But the second round is not going to make the Avalanche cower. Like they yeah. are up for this. They are up for this. So we shall see. Uh, you want to get that first one. That is for absolute sure. You know, go up one to nothing in the series is is huge. You want to always get that first one. So, all right, sir. Anything else you got for this one before we uh, call it a day and then have puck drop? I'm just happy to be back. Hey, come follow us on the uh, Twitter spaces. We're going to be live for the game. Yeah. Yep, definitely. So, all right, everybody, uh, enjoy the game. Kyle and I will be back tomorrow to discuss it. We are working on a crossover with the Blues guys. We have, like, some scheduling conflicts. We might do one in between game one and game two. So a crossover that kind of will talk about game one while looking forward to the rest of the series. We're working on it. I know some people asked for it. Um, It's just life gets in the way sometimes. And when you have four hosts (laughs) – they have a duo over there too it's tough to get all the schedules to line up but we are efforting as best we can so all right everybody thank you for tuning in that is always uh appreciated and making this your first listen of the day definitely check out locked on nhl make that your second listen of the day with everything going on around the league don't miss it uh but that'll wrap it up for us he is mr shaggy von doom kyle sullivan i am chris maselli and this is the locked on avalanche podcast We'll see everyone tomorrow. Go abs. Go abs, go.